Dear Princess Celestia, Today we learned about sentient magic mailboxes, Applejack apologists, pony swears, and horse god queen presidents. Saddle up, every pony. It's showtime. Let's get this party started! One, two, three! Well, hello, everypony. Welcome to Friendship is Content, a podcast where a new fan and an old brony watch and review every single episode of Friendship is Magic. My name is Emily. Uh, I am Echo. I am the the new fan, kind of. Quote, unquote, new pony. fan. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't like being called old brony. <laughs> You're an old feels, brony. It feels like I need to be both the combination of the word old and brony. It feels like two gunshot wounds to the chest <laughs> it's like put her down yeah. put her <laughs> just put this one yeah, down you're an, you're an ancient hag who loves my little pony Ugh, and i'm gonna um, be forever yeah <laughs> yeah you are uh i watched my little pony in high school but that was 11 years ago and i don't, don't remember any of it yeah and i was slash is way too invested in the cartoon horse show um, I got really into it as like a, you know, as a irony poised, poisoned high schooler, as a lot of us were, where it's like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we all got into the, the horse show? Wouldn't that be funny and silly? And then I'm like, hey, this is good. And then I unironically fell in love with this show, its world, its community, and all, all of it. I have cried more than I should have over the cartoon horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She can vouch uh, for that, yeah. That, yeah, that's it is true. <laughs> Echo um, looks directly into the camera and just says, "You don't even know." Yeah, she's yeah, cried a lot guys. over these horses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched, like I said, I watched it in high school. Uh, I was very into it, and um, back in high school, it was not very cool to be into it, and so I was bullied about it lightly and so i stopped being a fan of it and so i wanted to go back and like i'm i knew it was a good show and i know that it is a good show and like uh, uh g5 what is that called um new what? generation or whatever g- yeah yeah I'm, we can just refer to it as g5 that's the currently airing netflix yes. slash youtube we both watched the movie for that uh when it came yes, out we but we have not kept up oops <laughs> no uh but it coming out sort of made me like you know i want to i want to get back into it i i have been out of the pony loop for too long and i've been into it too deep and also like i did kind of i fell behind for a little bit of it um I think I, I, I stopped watching about uh, season five and it wasn't because I wanted to stop watching. It's just I was I was entering college. Life got in the way. It was absolutely mm. nothing against the show itself. I just fell behind. So there's right. like season five to six onward is a lot of new territory that I, I know vaguely just from secondhand, like people posting fan art on DeviantArt and Equestria Daily and all all that stuff, but never actually got to enjoy myself. Just because yes. other stuff gone the way. So this is, a, a lot of this is going to be a revisit for me, a, a walk down memory, a trot down memory lane. And and then, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be new for both of us, which is exciting. Yeah, uh, it is going to be exciting. I'm mostly approaching it from 
uh a creative writing major perspective <laughs> i'm like going into it i'm gonna be like kind of critical but also like mostly just analyzing the writing i'm a writer at heart so yeah. I'm gonna and be doing not to say i won't like, do oh, that too is... like you for know. sure because i i love i love lore and i uh i mean my little pony is really what got me into doing art digitally I, i've been drawing for like as long as i could really remember uh and a lot of, like, manga and anime is what kicked off me posting it online, but taking the dip into doing it digitally and posting a lot of fan art regularly was because of this show, so. So we have two very different perspectives in a lot of ways. You know, I'm mostly new, this is all new to me, and I'm approaching it from a more literary standpoint, she's approaching it from more of an art standpoint, and she's acting as kind of my historian, because there's a lot of... Uh, the thing about Friendship is Magic is it's the the show is very story heavy and like I mean, at least later on there's the story, a lot of like story heavy. <laughs> well, there is a lot of like, no, it is. I, it's just very funny. Like, like looking at that TVY logo and like oh, this is this is some story yeah. heavy shit. Get ready. This is some yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Uh, it's like there's a lot of lore to it, but also like a big facet of being into like the Brony fandom back in the day was like fan works and like fan reception and like and the show itself was like uh changed because of yeah it's fan it is wild so, how like the community and like fan base shaped a lot of the show mostly i would argue mostly mm-hmm. for better um there's a lot yeah. there's a lot to unpack but it is interesting how the trajectory of the show changed um mm-hmm. even with such solid roots like rewatching yeah. this these first two episodes like man this was good from the beginning <laughs> it was it was it genuinely was yeah um, which i guess that brings us to the topic of, yeah. of our 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 brand new episode yes. of friendship is content yes uh is we watched the first two episodes yes we watched friendship is magic parts one and two um which i it's it's just basically a 40 minute long like movie. yeah yeah it, it's like a little like mini pilot i like i'm sure probably released on like a dvd to be like here look you got mm-hmm. the the movies they probably didn't yeah. do that but <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> no yeah yeah they probably said that the uh, lauren faust uh comes in and she goes hey everybody this is lauren faust thanks for buying the my little pony uh friendship with magic dvd set uh this is a movie welcome to my show my movie. Welcome, welcome to my show, everybody. I'm Lauren Faust. God, where do we even begin? Yeah, where do we... St- I mean, I guess we start with just literally Once Upon a Time. It's like a fun little, like, book opening with, like, really cute, almost, like, medieval illustrations, which I like. I... Oh, my God, I love this book. Does this book have, like, a name? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. At this point, we like... don't know if it has a name um yeah i think it's the elements of harmony it's the one that pinky found no that's different, that's a different I, I, it cover. looks does it yeah it's different um, anyway anyway um i adore adore this intro it's i know it's a bit cliche to start like uh, a story with like oh well here's the lore but i i like it it feels like a, a fairy tale we're, we're back in like it like sleeping beauty or like a disney princess tale yeah. where we, we open the book and we see the tale of uh celestia and luna our 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 gods <laughs> yeah <laughs> the our, gods of yeah, equestria our our god queens princess mm-hmm. celestia and luna um i think it's kind of a i think it's like a good exposition 
in that like twilight is like it it establishes both twilight as like a sort of like little little book nerd and also it does enough exposition where it's like oh this is what the episode's about you know like nightmare moon is trapped in the moon and she's gonna come out in the next couple days because it's always you know the classic like a thousand years that's tonight Oh, yeah, it, exactly. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think not just that, but it it offers a great sense of world building, like right off the bat. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, of course, you're gonna expect the unicorn rainbow show to have like magic, but it just explicitly states like a lot right off the bat, where it's like, oh yeah, they're like the sun and moon are raised by two like alicorns, which alicorns yeah. are unicorn pegasi. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ponies with the uh, with horns and wings are alicorns. The princesses. A I very guess. special deal. The, the princesses. Not, not off yeah, both. There's there's only two of them in the whole world. Well only two. <laughs> Forever. No. And that's never gonna change. Um Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the sort of like mythology of the Sun and the Moon because it uh especially getting into like part two of Friendship's Magic, um, the episode, it it feels very I'm, fairy I'm trying tale? to think of not necessarily fa- I mean a little bit fairy tale but also a little bit like mythology it feels yes. like almost like Roman mythology like the Odyssey yeah no there's kids. I uh, I made a note about it later we'll, we'll talk about more when we get to the Manticore but mm. I think I love the way that like mythology God, and mythos Manticore. are peppered in throughout just the world of mm-hmm. Equestria so yeah, yeah no I'll, I'll talk about more but but yeah, I also, um, just a just the quickest aside, I love the name yeah. Equestria. It's so funny. <laughs> it's pretty good, huh? It's just funny. It's just I good. I mean, it's good. And I like, I mean, and then we go to Ponyville later in the episode, but um, yes, I love that yes, this yes. kicked off the trend of everything being named. Like, at least the pun-related ones are all pretty punny. It's like, hey, that's Canter fun. Canterlot. Canterlot, Lost Pegasus. Canter- Even Canterlot has, like, the sort of, like, mythological tie-in. Yeah, Cam- Camelot. Camelot, but it's it's for cantering, for trotting, as horses have been known to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, man, it's good. And it just never stops <clears throat> being good. Like, I remember watching, like, uh, being as cop as I was, and they were just still throwing out really good names. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've been talking about the opening book for ten minutes. Um, good! Because it, it's that good! It's that, it's no, good. it is it's good. It's, <laughs> it is a genuinely good segue into, like, the episode and, honestly, the story as a whole. I agree. I yeah. agree. It's a good It's a good fairy tale, Once Upon a Time. I'm wondering if the show closes with, like, a happily ever after. Because that would be, like, a super good bookend. I could tell you. Do you like, tell you? Yeah, tell me. Does it, does it end with that? Should I? But with the word... Okay, uh, whatever. Anyway. No, no. Wait. It would be a very good bookend. For it to be, like, the opening shot is the book opening once upon a time, and then the last shot is the Hey, book okay. Hey, listeners. That'd be, that'd be great. Listeners, mute for the next, like, ten... Se- it's not gonna be ten seconds. Thirty seconds. Not thirty Whatever. Just mute for a little bit. Yeah, it it, it ends. It ends That's with good. the closing of the book, and I was fucking bawling my eyes out. <laughs> that feels very narratively satisfying. <laughs> it, it was. It was. People have their opinions about the finale. I loved it. Um, I love that you didn't watch episodes, like, six, seven, or eight, or whatever, and then you watched the finale. You mean seasons? That's like, very funny. I, it's, I couldn't miss it. It was the end of an era for me, you know? Like, it was... Yeah. You're like, I don't know who any of these people are, but damn, that was a finale. 
main six are all just gone. It's just a whole new cast. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's those, like, school kids or whatever. <laughs> no, it was mostly the main six, but I, I couldn't I couldn't miss it. It was too big yeah, of a landmark right. for me. Like, I, I was like, fuck it. I'll catch up later. I, that I have to respond. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's continue. Yeah, moving on from the book, we kind of see her in Canterlot uh, brushing off people because she's a little like shut in introvert. Um, I'm sort of well, uh, the way where they're recapping this, we're like scanning through the gallery on the fandom wiki because it's just such a good resource. Yeah, honestly, shout out shout out to the wiki for being as like comprehensive i know it's just kind of the case of the yes. pony of the brony and pony fam to just be like hey i need screenshots of every single thing so that, that's helping yeah, us it's like, it's like every two or three seconds um yeah so she finds the book she reads that nightmare moon is coming back because it's been a thousand years because stories always start at the most interesting part and then she's like princess celestia like nightmare moon's coming back and celestia sends a message back and it's like damn that sucks <laughs> and she kind of just doesn't care yeah well we're kind we're skipping ahead a little bit we should we should d- uh, declare that after twilight's done reading her little book she trots by and yeah she, she's doing a little, uh, like a shut-in thing because like she it's clear that she has like friends that want her to hang out but she's like i can't hang out i got studying to do and everyone's like yes oh okay it very quickly cements that she doesn't want or need like friends and like she's very interested in her studies and magic and that's it. And it's funny because like it, it shows explicitly that like so many people are like like her a lot. Like at least I mean counting here on the pictures like five. It, you know, it kind of is like <laughs> Yeah. People like her and want to hang out with her. Yeah, it's like that bit from Meet the Robinsons where it's just like, hey, Goop, want to hang out? And yeah. Like, they all hated me. <laughs> they all hated me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not to absolutely. that extreme, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, she's running by. She's like, oh, oh crap. I, I got to study. So she ran back to her really cool library. Like, this, I don't know if she lives in this library or if, like, it's just her favorite spot. But and then we meet Spike. Also, like, uh, oh, yeah, we do meet Spike. Uh, but really quickly, I wanted to say that, like, I very heavily project on a Twilight Sparkle. In every way. And I do Boy, have to say, she? you know, like... I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say that, like, the beginning, you know, they make a point of being like, Oh, Twilight Sparkle, come hang out. And she's like, not now, I'm busy. And it's like, wow, Twilight Sparkle doesn't care about people. And, like, doesn't, like... She is trying to stop an apocalypse. Like, I do need to make certain that she did see that there's an apocalypse coming. And she's like, oh, shit. Maybe that's more important. That takes precedence. <laughs> I guess that's true. But I would say, like, from the perspective of the other points, it surely it's not yeah. the first time that she's, like, brushed them off for something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Twilight Sparkle is the kind of girl that everything is an apocalypse to her. Oh, yeah. As we'll see in some of my favorite Twilight Center episodes later, that like, oh my god, who gave this horse anxiety? I love her. I love her so much. I used to, you know, I used to identify with her a lot as a young young teen. Um, A a little less so now as I've grown into myself and have become uh, a little less of a shut-in, you know, but there's a lot of, uh, she's a very identifiable character with her traits. She's just a great yes. main character. A main character. M-A-N-E. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha Should we talk about Spike? Yeah, sure. We meet Spike. He's a baby dragon. He's a baby dragon. He's a baby dragon, and he's her sort of like companion and confidant. Uh, Maybe pet a little bit. It's Not like, it's pet. kind of a weird, like, it, it's almost like they're siblings, I'd say. Like, it. Yeah, he's like, 
he feels like her younger brother slash slash assistant. Yeah, there's like an, an imbalance, not like an unhealthy imbalance, but very much a like, oh, he's he's younger. He's kind of like the all, all right, bud, yes. you you go do your thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he takes backseat to her a lot, and she kind of lightly bullies him a little bit, but in like a kind of a loving way. Um, yeah. he's also uh, a mailbox where he's a ma- she. <laughs> he's he's kind of a magic mailbox where she'll tell him to write letters and then he blows fire to send them off and then he regurgitates letters coming to her so he's sort of like a magic mailbox slash little brother i've never (laughs) i love the phrase magic mailbox i kind of just want to call it magic mailbox for whenever spike's not doing much because let's be honest the writers do not know (sighs) what to do with spike that often He's, yeah, his most important trait is that he's a magic mailbox. His most, at least for now, for a, a lot of for season now. one, magic mailbox. He, for anyway, he, he's like, he's writing, trying to write a letter. Twilight's like, Spike, take a note. And he starts writing, but he doesn't know how to spell those dang big words. Twilight's oh, yeah, smart. they have a bit. They have a bit where he can't spell the word brink. And I relate to Twilight Sparkle more and more with every passing <laughs> second. Um... And then, yeah, like I said, Celestia brushes it off. She's like, you need to take a break. It's, it's the, it's the, oh, what is the holiday called? The Summer Sun Celebration, which is like New Year's Eve, kind of. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's New Year's Eve. Calm down. Go take a break. <laughs> but Twilight's like, no, I was reading the myth. Which, oh, can I, can I make a brief tangent, actually? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, rewatching the episode, how uh, she's reading from the myth of the mare and the moon. Um... Mm-hmm. Which should we like give a brief recap about the Mare and the Moon? Because we talked about the book about what it, like it does, but um, not what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, like the thing is, uh, there were two sisters who ruled uh, everything: Celestia and Luna. Uh, and the younger the the Celestia brought brings out the sun. Luna brings out the moon, and she was jealous that her. Older sister was more popular, blah, blah, blah. The ponies went out in the day and were asleep throughout, you know, Luna's whole domain. And so one day she just didn't lower the moon. She's like, eh, it's night forever. She, I mean, she got like envious. She felt like she wasn't being appreciated. Yeah, And because absolutely. everyone's sleeping through, she's like, what? I, I made the moon rise. And this is how you, pre- this is how you appreciate me? Fuck you. <laughs> just such yeah. A- and then, uh, yeah. So Celestia locked her in the moon. <laughs> she just locked her into the moon. And it wasn't gleeful like oh you little scamp i'm what it's it like as we see later on like this was a heavy decision for celestia it's not like yeah like it was like traumatic for all involved it sucked for everyone like uh luna got consumed with power and turned into a nightmare moon and was just like evil incarnate maleficent style um Mm -hmm. it just it sucked for everyone so she was like well i guess i'll do both i'll rise the sun the moon because you're being naughty so into the moon you go and I should clarify, it's not like it's not like on the moon. She wasn't just like sitting on the lunar surface. Like she was like trapped in like the soul of the moon yeah. question mark. Yeah, inside of the moon. Like magically in the moon. Like the moon is a prison. Yeah. Oh, but what I wanted to say is that uh, while Twilight was uh, reading that book, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it's, if this is just like placeholder or not, but like on the pages are a bunch of like little symbols of like hooves and horns and stars. And I was wondering, like, is this their alphabets? Do we, I don't know, like, do we see what, like, written play language looks like? This is, I'm Where probably is way overthinking this. Um, uh, when, when Twilight's looking at the, the book for the, the, um, 
Myth of the Mare of the Moon in our inner library. Yeah, where? Oh, oh, in the library part. Um, yeah, in, yeah, sorry, in the library, not, yeah. not the intro. Yeah, that's that's an alphabet. Uh, like again, this I'm overthinking children's cartoon. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is this? I, I think it's either if this is retconned or whatever. I think it's cute that like a little pony alphabet would be like all sorts of symbols of of horses. Yeah, like, like hieroglyphs. Little, yeah, I don't know. I just I've never noticed that before until this watch. So. I wonder if Lauren Faust came up with a whole conlang. And of course she didn't. Put... I, that would be cool, but um, that would have been uh, rad. Imagine space... doing that for a Hasbro show. I, absolutely, I would do that. You kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you would, but you work too hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of things that took me way too long to notice, um, I've noticed it before because I've seen this. I've seen this first season way too many times. Um, uh, when you see. Uh, Twilight, she's, like, recounting the Mare and the Moon story to Spike and trying to emphasize, like, hey, this is bad. You walk by, she walks by a big hourglass. You see a reflection Mm -hmm, of Nightmare Moon. And it took me way too long to notice that in the reflection. I was like, whoa! (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) I noticed it right away. I guess I'm just galaxy brain. I'm used to watching Rick and Morty. So I have a higher IQ. (laughs) You need to emphasize that you're joking with that. I am joking. I am joking. There's no fucking way. Um, okay, yes. So things that have happened. Really good book intro with the mare and the moon. Um, she's Spike takes like, a note. oh shit. Magic mailbox yeah, takes a note. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, there's an apocalypse coming. Spike take a note. And the magic mailbox sends it off to Celestia, who's like, chill out. It's New Year's Eve. We're not doing this. Well, I'm not doing this right now. Um, and she's like, you need to go down to Ponyville to make sure that all the festivities are ready and that uh everything is cool and maybe you can make some friends yeah i'm like a, a nudge like where it's like hey get 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 out of the house for a little bit uh go go get some fresh air it'll be good for you <laughs> you know yeah and twilight has like a physical revulsion to the word friends she does not like she has a physical response when people are like you should make some friends and it's relatable and so she goes down from Canterlot to ponyville while riding on a chariot like piloted by two pegasi i should clarify like in the sky (laughs) yeah 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 that's some more fun world building like we do see other modes of transportation but i like that her her first way was like oh here i got the royal guard from canterlot to help take you yeah yeah she's very much celestia's like adopted daughter the way that they react to each other is very very parental Especially, it's very, it's very explicit, like, teacher and student, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is teacher and student, but, like, I mean, at the end of the episode, we see, like, Celestia shows up for the first time, and, like, everyone's bowing because she is, like, not only royalty, but also a deity, which is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, Twilight doesn't bow, she just goes up and, like, kind of nuzzles her mom. It's very sweet. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's super cute. It's, yeah, it's a very maternal relationship. Yeah. Uh, it might be actually a, a good time to mention, um... That originally, I think, I, I could be talking on my ass here. Um, I think she was originally supposed to be called Queen Celestia. Like, that was in the Pitch Bible. But I think hmm. execs or someone were like, we, that's, queens are associated with evil. You know, it's like the evil queen from Snow White and all that. And so uh, they wanted I to see. push into being a princess because I guess princess is friendlier. And also probably for product's sake, like, yeah. they don't want the queen, you know. But uh, yeah, originally, like, she is very much like a queen figure, not a princess, quote unquote. But yes, yeah, she is very queenly. She runs Equestria, essentially. Yeah. Very um, much so. And then we see Twilight in Ponyville. She basically meets all of the ponies uh, in order. The first and last one she meets is Pinkie Pie. 
when she first sees Pinkie Pie, she like <laughs> meets quote unquote. And she's like, "Wah!" and like runs off because she's preparing a party. And so that's the last one we meet as well. But yeah, her very first introduction to someone in Ponyville, like, all right, here's a new town. Let's see how normal this town is. And this, like, fluffy pink one just shows up to her, scream, gasps, and runs away. And it's like, exactly. all right. <laughs> like, wait a second. She's like, cool. It's like, wow, this town's full of freaks. I don't respect any of you. Yeah, she's like, glad we're going to be normal about this. Uh, Pinkie Pie gasps and runs off. We we quote unquote meet Pinkie Pie, which yeah we we met Pinkie Pie, and then we move on to uh, Sweet Apple Acres, where we meet the second of our friends Applejack, who is Emily's favorite. <laughs> She's my favorite. I love her. I, I, <laughs> if you haven't turned off the podcast already, I, I'm sure I just lost like everyone else. Like really. She's your favorite main sixer? Yes, she's my favorite main uh, sixer. It's an Applejack like her, everybody. I, do- I don't know. I don't know why I like her so much. Maybe it's. I love her. I love her so much. I think she's just so in- endearing. Not that the rest of the main six aren't endearing. They're all so. I love them all. Uh, but I just. Something about her, je ne sais quoi. I, I love her. Also, m- maybe a little bit biased, but orange is my favorite color. Um, but I just, I love her design. I think she's super, super caring and sweet, and I just love her essence. The Applejack essence makes me so happy. Classic. Classic Applejack content from Emily. Like, <laughs> I have, like, my head in my hands. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why she's my favorite of the main six. It's, That's in case funny. you're on the note, she's usually considered the weakest of the main six by a lot of people. And I understand why. Uh, not by me. I know who I consider the weakest, and we'll get into that drama later. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I do too. Uh, but I just, <laughs> I, I love her so much. But anyway, yeah, so let's just describe how we meet Applejack. Yeah, so we meet Applejack because uh, Twilight needs to check on the catering, essentially, for the Summer Sun celebration. So she rolls up and she, she very clearly is like, hey this can't take a lot of time i got a lot of stuff to do and applejack's like okay you're gonna meet my 92 uh family members and also the three that are important apple bloom granny smith and um big Big mac Mac. apple bloom i love i love apple bloom (laughs) i have a note in my fucking notes that literally just goes aren't you gonna stay for brunch Apple Bloom is... I, I love Apple Bloom. She's so cute. I mean, uh, we both of us quite like the Cutie Mark Crusaders. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're I great. They, I think she's my favorite Cutie Mark Crusader. I respect that. She's not my favorite, yeah. but I, I love her regardless. Yeah, and funny. Michelle, I think it's Michelle Craver who's her voice actress. I should know this. Uh, you uh, should know this. I should know this. But I just heard to her every time that Apple Bloom opens her mouth to talk, I'm just like... Yay, yippee, here comes an apple bloom. Like she gets, <laughs> Her voice is so funny. Here comes an apple bloom moment. Certified apple bloom moment. And hey, speaking of voices real quick, um, can I just say it is really jarring to hear Applejack for the first time because her voice in this like first few episodes, it, it sounds like different from later on. Like, yeah, um, she hasn't quite phoned it in yet. <laughs> phoned it in? Yeah, she hasn't quite like figured out exactly. Oh, where I thought you were saying like putting it like doing no effort. Um, no, oh. she hasn't quite like like gotten what she's looking for. She's still like testing the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying that like she was like being lazy. Like, no, no I think it's uh, she's voiced by Ashley Ball, who also voices Rainbow Dash. 
Um, and it's it's interesting because it's like way higher pitched. It's a lot more like Southern Belle than Applejack ends up being. I feel like uh, it, it gets mm-hmm. like a little deeper, almost a little more gruffer with time as uh, being the hardworking yeah. girl she is, who gets her hooves dirty in the field. So, yeah. but it's I was like, whoa, she sounds really different. <laughs> she does sound very different. Um, yeah, Twilight shows up. She's like, we have to do this fast, and Applejack's like, you got it. We're going to give you so much food and you're going to eat all of it. And if you don't, then we're all going to be very upset with you. She's like, you got it. Uh, Twilight being the uh, anxious, not really people pleaser, but you don't understand what I mean, is like, fine, I will stay and listen to all of this and uh, eventually walks away just full of pie so full of pie god i wish that were me i every time any sort of fun cartoon food shows up i'm like man i want some of that cartoon food <laughs> give me some of that yeah apple cartoon that's fair food. <laughs> i love apples too so like uh, hey really good. versatile they're just just like my girl applejack they they can do so much i'm gonna make an opinion <laughs> go on <laughs> and it's gonna drive uh, roughly 50% of the people listening to this podcast away. Are we talking about Rainbow Dash? <laughs> <We're> talk- <laughs> so the next pony we meet is Rainbow Dash. Yeah, so the next pony we meet is Rainbow Dash. And her introduction is about as flat as every Rainbow Dash episode after this. <laughs> oh! I, I think her introduction's cute. I like it. It's... I don't. Uh, she... <laughs> well, let's describe it. Let's describe it. Yes, she crashes into Twilight Sparkle. They glare at each other, and there's like a long, like a prolonged silence that's like uncomfortably long. <laughs> and then. Crashed her into the uh, mud, she I should like, claim. Like, it just. Yes, yes, yes. She crashes her into the mud. And then to wash her off, she like gets a big cloud and she jumps on it and like soaks her and then does a funny, funny little cyclone that like puffs up Twilight's hair and leaves her like. Okay great and she's all like fucked up looking um and then she kind of she kind of like goads uh rainbow dash into clearing the sky like she was supposed to do but she was mostly it's like because a, she was like a dare it's like i hey you can you clean this guy yeah. so i can do it 10 seconds flat <laughs> it's like prove it yeah but she's been uh slacking off because she's quote-unquote practicing for the wonderbolts by Wait, sleeping can we talk about the wonderbolts for a second sure I guess not, not entirely. Uh, we don't, from this episode, we don't know who the Wonderbolts are. They become kind of a key we just know part cool. later on. We're just like, they're cool. Rainbow Dash wants to be one someday. Uh, but what I want to bring up just from an art perspective is that they show like a poster of what the Wonderbolts are. And I yeah. love this. Like, it's almost like art yeah. deco. I'm not sure if that's I was going to say, I was going to say that I'm not sure if that is either, but I was also drawn to sort of, it, it almost, <laughs> it almost looks like a 1940s, like propaganda. Yeah, it, do, it does kind of feel like something militaristic. With like the, the flats without shading. Like it's. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's uh, lineless. It's got hard edges. I yes. love it. It kind of introduces, I feel like, a trend that a lot of like the art within Equestria of being kind of like textured posters without lines mm-hmm. and, and like the ponies have like really sharp little like feet like they don't have like stompy hooves like the yeah. main ponies do like i <laughs> i could probably write an entire book about like the art direction and art history of equestria which wow that that sums me up to a t and that it's like sums wow that's you up. not good that i could do that but i could um 
But yeah, no, I just want to take a quick tangent to talk about it. And oh, and not just that, but um, I, I admit something. I do give credit for Rainbow Dash's introductions. I like that it establishes like, oh, she's a Pegasi. A Pegasi exists here alongside unicorns. And, and sure, alicorns, yeah. And that they can control the weather. <laughs> yes. Her introduction is unlike all the other ponies less of a personal introduction and more of a world building introduction yeah like she drags a cloud over to like make a little rainstorm to rinse quote unquote rinse twilight off and yes you know uh but yeah i know it is like an establishment of hey pegasi in this world are often known to control the weather and i think that's yeah super cool. it is a, it is neat for the world building yes i just think that it doesn't establish her character very well or maybe it does establish her character pretty well, and that's a negative thing. But after that, I'm moving on from Rainbow Dash. Wait, we're done with her. Not, no, we're not. We're not. What do we have? I... Nothing else happened. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I don't know. I'm endeared to this just because I like this like tomboyish competitive. Like We get a really good glance at what Rainbow Dash is all about, for better or for worse, um, from, from this I want to be clear... I want to like Rainbow Dash. Here's the thing. I, it's funny because Rainbow Dash during like season one, season two era was probably my favorite. Like I, pro- I liked Rainbow Dash more yeah. like earlier in the seasons and I just kind of lost it. We'll have more to say about her later on. Here's, here's what yes. I said. I, I said, I've said this before to Echo, but I'm saying this for the listeners. She is unfortunately my least favorite of the main six, but with a huge, I'm like, that's a big ass, butt. it's a big pony, but that's like saying it's my least favorite ice cream. It's still ice cream. And I still really like ice cream. So it's like when I have issues with hell with any of like the characters or character writing, it, it's very rare for me to out like dislike the character. Like I still like Ramadash just fine. She's, I just have issues that we'll get into later. Um, I think that she is a very flatly written character with her main... She doesn't go through any growth or development. She's headstrong and stubborn, which is fine. Uh, I also really liked her in high school as a as a closeted trans woman. I really liked her um, <laughs> because you know she's the butch pony. Yeah. Everybody oh yeah. Butch pony. Which can, I had can like a shirt a... of her. Oh, and who everything. did exactly like she? Yeah. And also she was like kind of like the icon of like bronies, mm-hmm. just because I mean she's her design's yes. fantastic. I've drawn her more times than I could count. It's probably just because she's just a delight d- design wise with is. the contrast yeah, of like the blue she's and very the beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 great. Um, uh, but can I take a quick tangent to talk about how there were back in my day, back in the internet, so many people, myself included, were like, "Hey, you shouldn't call Rainbow Dash a lesbian. That's mean. <laughs> yeah. That's that's too that don't that's like a stereotype. You don't want to stereotype lesbians." And it's so funny because ten years later, I'm like, "Wow, this horse is a lesbian." Yeah, she's. <laughs> She's a lesbian, all right. Like, I, I didn't quite understand, like, coding and, you know, mm-hmm. tropes yeah. as well think... as I did now, you know? I don't think many of us did in high school. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we both thought we were straight in high school. I should clarify, I, I, I am well, bi. I thought to, I was to... bi. Well, okay. I was, oh man, I was, <laughs> I was a good little Christian. I was a quote-unquote good ally. And yeah. I learned that maybe there's a reason I was such a good ally. That's true. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so after Rainbow Dash, uh, we meet another, a different pony. <laughs> a we different another pony? One of the main yeah. Folks. Who do we meet, Echo? Um, we meet Rarity. 
just starts crying. Echo loves Rarity. <laughs> I have a crush on Rarity. I really like Rarity. She's my... Okay, I project the hardest onto Twilight Sparkle. She's oh, the most yeah. me horse in this show. I really like Rarity. She's very pretty. <laughs> it, it's She's so pretty. It's so funny because I used to... I, she used to be my least favorite. And rewatching the last season was made me realize why... Is that I, yeah. it took a long time for the writers to figure out what the hell they were doing with Rarity. It was for yeah. a while. It was like, okay. oh, she's the she's the girly one. She likes clothes she's and hair. The cute one, and she may and she may be rich and ritzy, but she's generous. But she's generous. She's generous. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Twilight goes in. Her mane is all fucked up from uh, Rainbow Dash doing her funny cyclone, and uh, Rarity's like, wow this sucks we're gonna fix this and so she like gives her a little makeover they do a funny little montage and then um twilight talks about being from cantalot and rarity is very very jealous because she's always wanted to live there because it's so glamorous and glitzy and all that jazz um and she says that they're gonna be the best of friends and once again twilight reacts badly she does not like the word friends it's like a physical aversion. <laughs> it's like sleeper agent like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> she like gets mad and so she runs the only reason she was at rarities is because she was like the decorations they each have all the ponies have something to do with the uh, upcoming summer sun celebration uh applejack was catering Rainbow Dash is making sure that the weather is clear, which is a, a funny... I don't know, that just seems so out of place. It's funny. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to be, like, pouring rain! No, I mean, you're right. You're like, it's just wow, funny we can't that, see like... The, we can't see the sunrise because it's cloudy and sucks shit out here. Like, yeah, this... <laughs> that's If you can you're control the wrong. weather, you might as well make it good. <laughs> right absolutely that's what i mean like it's not like a, it's not like wrong but it's just funny that it's like oh fuck what do i gotta do for the party we need food decorations we need to use the weather control machine you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah, okay, that's okay. true a lot of it is very like con- like quaint you know like oh you yeah, know like yes. got, okay who's bringing the paper cups uh right, exactly, who's changing yeah. the weather <laughs> yeah, i guess it, i didn't consider it i didn't consider it that way it's like a cosmically large thing that they just like trivialize. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> Applejack is food. Rainbow Dash is weather. Rarity is the decorations. Uh, Pinkie Pie, which we kind of already saw, is like more like party organizer kind of thing. Which we'll get to. Uh, which we see a little later. But and we need the next to one meet is Fluttershy. Fluttershy. I love her. <laughs> Fluttershy is precious, and I also love her. I love Rarity more, but Fluttershy is. Very, very sweet. I've grown to love her more and more and more as time has passed. I really appreciate and care for Fluttershy. I guess mostly because she she goes through, I, I'd argue, the most character development, probably besides yes. Twilight, out of everyone in the main yes, sex. Agreed. And I've, I've loved seeing her journey, so. I agree. Um, Twilight loves her when they first meet because she's like, Hi, I'm Twilight Sparkle. What's your name? And she's like, um twilight loves that she does not like talking to people she's like great i don't have to talk to you she's like cool you've got birds and music covered great 
And then she sees Spike and she's like, holy shit, a baby dragon. A baby dragon. So she goes into hyperfixation uh, mode immediately. Because, yeah. Hey, it's not yes. every day you see a dragon. That's pretty cool. It's a baby dragon. <laughs> a baby dragon. And so hey, uh, walking detour? back to. Quick detour. Yeah. Did we get the baby dragon voice from this show? Or have we been doing that because of Yu-Gi-Oh? Baby dragon. Is that a Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, baby dragon is because it's, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's well, Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! going, Baby Dragon! Baby Dragon! Well, we can commandeer it for this, too, because it's a Baby Dragon! <laughs> it is a Baby Dragon. Yeah, I, that's the reason I always say Baby Dragon. Oh, I th- okay, just it's, checking. It's Joey Wheeler. I thought it was yeah. a Joey Wheeler bit, but I wanted to. It is. <laughs> just 100% it is a Joey Wheeler bit. Anyway, she gets super stoked to see the Baby Dragon. Yes, and then Spike tells her her and his entire life story <laughs> on the way yeah. back to the... <laughs> Literally. He's like... Yeah, it's literally like, it all started when I was bored, and then, like, when they get there, he's like, that's everything up until today. <laughs> and it's... It's, it's a good funny. bit. It's funny. It's a pretty funny bit. Um, And then they show up at the library, and she's like, sorry, I gotta go, and then slams the door in her face, Uh, which poor, poor Fluttershy thought she was going inside, because we immediately see, when the lights turn on, that it is a giant party that Pinkie Pie has thrown her while she's hey, been out. Pinkie's back, baby! Yeah, Pinky. when she first saw Twilight, she gasped because she's like, oh my god, someone knew. I need to throw you a party right away. We could have a welcome party. You can't move to this yes. dang silly town without having a welcome party. Yes, and so she's been working on it the entire time. Uh, and so now the library, like, treehouse is full of streamers and alcohol and hot sauce. <laughs> and hot sauce. And, and hot sauce. And it's a great time it's for everybody except for Twilight, who fucking hates it she's so tired like she <laughs> takes this bottle and starts it literally looks like she's like pouring in like yeah jack she daniels like, like oh my god i need to drink she can't yeah she's like i can't yeah i can't deal with this i can't deal with this um but oops it's hot and sauce so she goes up to her room and so she goes up to her room and uh tries to go to sleep for a little while uh spike comes in reminds her that it's new year's eve so they have to stay up till uh the sunrise it's the summer does... sun celebration thank you e- yeah, the summer sun celebration. They have to stay up till sunrise to watch. You gotta watch Celestia do the same thing she does all 365 other days of the year. Yeah, but this one's special. <laughs> this one's special because it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve. And then she does something that uh, Emily says is very me because sometimes I will also mock my friends by going. And she literally does that. I'm like, good. She does that exactly, and Emily howled laughing because it's just very me. And then Spike is like, it's time to watch the sunrise. And so they all gather. Every pony gathers in the... It's um, like town hall. Like the town yeah, hall. I yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And they count it down. Uh, and everyone looks up to the moon. And Twilight knows what's going to happen. And surprise, surprise. Celestia doesn't show up. But who does? My god. Nightmare Moon. The baddie! The baddie. Baddie Nightmare Moon. Shows up and is like, it's night forever. Everyone's, and then it's to be continued. Uh, yeah. Well, and not just that, not just screaming, that, but screaming, um, crying, Celestia is just gone. Just straight up gone. Yeah, Celestia is gone. She didn't show up. Like, at all. Rarity looked uh, presumably mm. behind two curtains and is like, well, she's not here, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes up to where she's supposed to come out and goes, ah, it's like, ah, she's gone. Um, but yeah, oh my god, Nightmare Moon. Nightmare Moon! My beloved. Moon. It's so funny. She she never did a lot for me when I was first watched the show, but I love her more and more and more with every rewatch. She's just her design is solid as hell. It's super slick. She's oh yeah. She's got like this cool like 
uh, almost like gladiator armor on. Uh, and her mm-hmm. like mane is made out of stardust. It's it's like ethereal. Yeah. She can like use it to like make storms and be like magic clouds. It's it's good. I yeah. man, what just what a solid sign. Very very fun. Uh, and also just it is very, the, very the cool. story of Nightmare Moon and the lore of it being like, oh yeah, this is Luna, but like corrupted by obsession and anger and jealousy. And I I just I think that's great. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I understand why she was, like, such a fan favorite, mm-hmm. because she's such a solid, like, first villain in the first episode. Like, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good. And then... Yeah, pretty good. That's the first episode. Yeah, that's the first episode. It cuts there we, with an evil laugh. It only took us, it took us about 50 <laughs> minutes to get to the end of the first hey, episode. we should mention... <laughs> this is a two-hour podcast. <laughs> we should mention that this first Strap episode... Strap in! It's 20, each episode's 20 minutes. Each episode's 20 minutes. We've talked longer than the episode has run so far. You would have been better off watching the episode. But that's not why you're here. Why are you here? That's not why you're here. <laughs> Get out of here. No, don't, don't leave. Um, us, please. <laughs> we'll try to go a little bit yeah. faster. I mean, to this. be fair, we had to introduce uh, the main characters of the show and also the main characters of the podcast, you and me. That's true. We did. We did have to introduce all of that. Um, and then... After that, we start episode two, which immediately starts with our magic mailbox going to sleep and not being helpful. <laughs> He's like, "Good night." Well, let's let's re- let's <laughs> reel okay. it back a little bit. It's the the guards of Canterlot or whatever try to seize Nightmare Moon. She just disappears in a puff of smoke. Yeah, she like turns into smoke. Yeah, she's pretty cool. But yeah, it's gonna be nighttime forever now, I guess. Yeah, it's just nighttime forever, and they're all like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Boy was uh, concerned, no, but they... not that concerned. <laughs> I'm just no, they, they, uh, Twilight is looking for, uh, something. She goes back to the library, where she's like, shit, this sucks. Uh, she starts talking about the elements of harmony, and is confronted by Rainbow Dash, who's like, are you a spy? Which, what does that mean? A spy from where, Rainbow Dash? <laughs> From for Nightmare Moon. Oh, okay. You know? I, yeah, I guess. I guess so. But yeah, the I, I guess the, the rest of our main five. Cause it's not main six yet. It's just just the, the silly guys. Uh, they've made their way to the library to be like, "Hey, Twilight, this is bad. We should do something." You seem like you know a lot. Yeah, and so they look up the elements of harmony. Pinky finds the book, and uh, we see a slow pan as she says <laughs> that only five of the elements are known: kindness for Pinkie Pie. Laughter. Hey, you got it wrong absolutely... already. Oh. <laughs> I was looking at Pinkie Pie. <laughs> Kindness for Fluttershy. <laughs> Laughter for Pinkie Pie. Generosity for Rarity. Honesty for Applejack. And loyalty for Rainbow And literally like, does like a little ding with every word. A mystery. Every time it like pans Yeah, it's, it's like... literally like, it's like, hey, nine-year-olds. Look, it's them. <laughs> nine-year-olds? Look, it's Guys, them. Guys, we're going to teach you about foreshadowing. Look at nine-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> the literary device known as foreshadowing and even more foreshadowing outside the window. <gasps> Who is listening but the smoke of Nightmare <gasps> Gasp. Did we have an awesome transition? Yeah, it's a pretty good animation transition. They're like, it's located in the Everfree Forest. It pans and like they from... they go from like looking at the book to like looking at the forest. Yeah, it's, it's a, good. It's a good transition. It's good, which uh, I, I appreciate like cuz some of I mean this in the nice way possible. Uh some some of the animation for season 1 is is janky. It it's a little it's a little like, oh yeah, this was made in Flash, all right. Um it gets a lot better yeah. time. I think it's just cuz they got more of a budget and they realized like, oh, people like this show. We can we can keep putting effort in, you know. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, they're like, oh, people are actually watching. This. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of cover this a little quickly because the idea of the Everfree Forest, uh, like I had said earlier, it is very much like the Odyssey and that it's like a list of trials. Almost, uh, and I'll get to the idea of predestination in a minute, but <laughs> it's almost like designed for each of the elements. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Moon is obviously fucking up things in the Everfree Forest and making things bad. And so like, the first thing is like the cliff falls and the Pegasi have to save people, but there's only two of them. And so Twilight is falling and Applejack grabs her. And uh, to show off the element of honesty, she's like, let go. It'll be all right. I promise. Trust me. Like, I'm being honest. And so trust me when Twilight believes her, she falls. But the other two Pegasi had already gotten everyone to safety. So they grab her and she's safe. And so it proves that Applejack is the element you of honesty. You gotta trust her. She, she, she wouldn't tell a lie. Yeah, she wouldn't tell a lie except for when she does. <laughs> then uh, the second one is the element of kindness, which is a manticore attacks the group and Fluttershy. Uh, it's actually almost like Fluttershy not only has to show it kindness, but also has to sort of stick to her guns and like tell everyone like, hey, chill yeah everyone's like, trying you to guys like screaming at this and kicking yeah it. everyone's trying to wrangle in their um, own way like <laughs> i like that yes. rarity straight up just kicks in the face and then applejack's like yeah rarity donkey kicks it in the mouth <laughs> and it rocks it's so cool <laughs> but yeah applejack's like oh it's a radio it's a rodeo hee-haw and starts you know riding around that doesn't work you know yes they're all tackling in their very main 60 ways you know correct and then fluttershy comes in and is like no everyone stop um, she yells for the first time, which is like, ooh. Oh. Damn. <laughs> damn, girl. <laughs> uh, and it is, of course, the fable of the thorn in the paw. And she pulls it out and everything is fine. Uh, the manticore, you know, like, grooms her. She's Kiss like, it's her. a big kitty. Little kitty kisses. It's sweet. Little kitty kisses. <laughs> uh, and what I really, really like about the manticore is that, like, another fun world building thing. Like, that's, that feels like such a, a specific type of beast to put mm-hmm. it could it could have just been like a bear you know it could have been like watch out yeah. there's like an angry was it moose <laughs> probably, yeah you know an angry moose. Not a moose with a an angry moose with a thorn in its paw no um but like the thorn in the moose i bet you a lot of kids watching this might not have even known what a manticore is that's a very specific type of like mythological yeah. beast like it, it, again introduced that it's like oh there's there's crazy creatures here. Things are magical in Equestria, yeah. you know. Exactly. It's like showing that Equestria is magical, showing that the Everfree Forest is more magical and like kind of mysterious and also weirdly like tying in a lot of mythology and like I really like how deeply mythological Yeah, like Greek and Roman uh, and Yeah. From all, like honestly from like I mean, a ton yeah, of uh, cultures from around the world like later on. But it's like neat that like like I said this feels like an odyssey. There's a manticore, there's like forces of nature that like control the sun and the moon. There's like a group of like gladiatorial entertainers that control the weather. Like it's so, it's so weirdly mythological. Yes. And I think that's a huge reason and I love why it. yeah, like why I fell over the show in the first place is that there are the roots for such a a, a beautiful world to explore here. And I think why a lot of people also mm-hmm. latched on is like, all right, you have easy to draw characters in a place with like unlimited potential for exploration, you know? 
Like, yeah, there is absolutely. a straight up, like, official, like, it's it's not D&D, but it is, like, a tabletop game published by Hasbro in the world of Equestria. I can't remember what it's called, but, uh. They do also have D&D supplements, I believe. Do they? I think so. Oh. I'm almost positive. I, just, I know there are, I think there are both. officially published Hasbro Wizards of the Coast, like, tabletop game. Be your pony mm-hmm. soda and go on an adventure. Like. Maybe we'll play that. Eventually. We should. <laughs> what if we play that for the podcast? <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, okay, next we get to the element of laughter, and I don't like it. I I like (laughs) it, it's cute. I don't like it. Uh, season one has music. This show introduces, like, hey, there's music, they're gonna sing along. Which I- I, There's music. I really- it's so funny because I really like the music of My Little Pony. Uh, Daniel Ingram, I think, is a fantastic composer who has done some great work, uh, for the show. But man, re-looking at season one, there's not a lot of great music here. <laughs> uh, but this, I think this one's fine. She sings "Giggle at the Ghosties." I don't like "Giggle at the Ghosties." I like. I think it's cute. Maybe it's just the nostalgia of it being like the first song. But I like it. I think it's yeah. nice. She's, she sees some scary trees and is like, "Hey, don't worry about these. They're just they're just trees, you fucker." <laughs> she didn't say that. I think. I th- no, she does. She does say oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's Is like, that the TVY rules? You get one fuck per... Yeah. 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 That's, that's them. Yeah. That's them. Yeah. You get one fuck per My Little Pony episode. Right. Okay. Usually Twilight. It's usually, usually Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare Moon makes some trees scary, and Pinkie Pie's like, no. It's like, you they're not scary, you actually. Idiot. This is not and, scary. And she is right. They're just standing there. They're not like moving. Yeah, I love that as we were watching this, Echo's like, "This isn't scary. What's wrong?" I'm like, "Be yeah. nice. They've been yeah. through a lot." <laughs> I'm built different. They're not scary. Uh, and then her whole thing is like, "Look, my element is laughter because we're just gonna laugh at it." And it's like, "Sure, sure, Pinky. Okay. It worked. Uh, it got rid of them. Yeah, they made the trees it normal. Worked fine. I guess it worked fine." It's a mid song, especially with winter wrap up coming up. Oh, but okay, I'm, but winter, I digress. Winter wrap up's like the goat. It is the goat. Um, <gasps> it's time. We move on to the element of generosity. Your wife. Rarity. My wife. Uh, there's a river, and it's like roiling with all these like fucking. It's just like it's like a like a torrent of water. White yeah. water. Like don't raft on that. You're gonna die. You can't cross yeah. that river. Yeah. Yeah, and then out of it comes a sea serpent who is crying because he only has half a mustache. The other half has been ripped off. He has a shot where it's like showing all of the ponies in the bottom left corner and then like most of his body but none of his head and it's a very funny shot. (laughs) I really like just like not seeing him at all because he's just like so big. He's a huge sea serpents you know he he's massive yes, he's like very, very like looking at them to scale to the main six it's like like his head is the size of like all of them lined up and dead he's huge yes he's also very very gay oh my lord this lizard's gay this is the gayest lizard you've he's, ever seen he's he's easily the gayest lizard you've ever seen which i love he's he's man yes yeah. anyway so then Rarity takes one of uh, his scales, cuts off her tail, and ties it to his mustache, and is like, look, there's your mustache. And it looks like shit, but he's very <laughs> but he's, excited about it's it. It's the thought that counts. And also, it should be mentioned that uh, it's framed very much so that like it looks like that she just straight up like sliced him open with his own scale. Like, he yeah, screams yeah. like, ah! She's... <laughs> 
Yeah, she's like, a crime against fabulosity can't go uncorrected. She takes his scale off and then, like, stabs. There's, like, a stabbing noise. Yeah. And he, like, screams. <laughs> and there's, like, a shot that pans over to AJ, Twilight, and Picky, And they're all just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, what? What the fuck? I-, I hope that someone has re-edited that scene to be, like, a horror movie or, like, so- like a thriller. Like, it's, it's good. I don't actually, I think, I, okay, here's mm-hmm. my thought, my opinions on this, actually. Uh, I think the pony horror market is actually oversaturated. I don't think we need any more pony horror. <laughs> okay, you're, I yeah. think we're good. I think we have all of it. We covered think, it front mm, to back. We're you done. You make a good point. It is very, it is very funny. Hey, though. speaking of speaking of pony uh, fandom history, can can I take a second to talk about Mr. Stephen Magnet? Just briefly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Please be. A yeah, friend. hey, this sea serpent is named Stephen Magnet. <laughs> You know, as as a <laughs> which is wild. yeah, which it has it has a story. This guy did not really have a name in the pilot. He's just a sea serpent. You know, he's thrashing about. But uh, people really liked him. Like people on the team writing the show liked him. Of course, the fans liked him. He's just he's a memorable, fun little guy. Um, but he's super super beloved. Uh, and his name came from I, I'm I'm double checking. I guess, like, YouTube auto-generated some captions, like, with a scene in him in it, and said Stephen Magnet. So everyone's like, yeah, okay. And it was officially, like, <laughs> written in stone yeah, with right. the trading card game, with the, the My Little Pony, like, 2012 Interplay TCG. Right. And they're just like, eh, people like him. Let's make a card of him. We don't have a name. We'll, we'll put it on there. And I, I guess it, it looks like Interplay actually did it without, like, Hasbro's, like, full permission. They're like, mm, we'll see what happens. And everyone kind of liked it. Because he's got a magnetic personality. Boo. Zero. <laughs> that, hey, um. I'm literally reading from the wiki. But, yeah, no, I remember seeing this name around and being like, wait, is that official? And then remember, like, no, it's not. But then it was. And it was great. It wasn't, and then it was. <laughs> um, And it... <sighs> I, I messed up her name earlier and called her Rainbow Dash. I think because I was thinking of, like, the scale and giving up a part of herself made me think of, like, Rainbow Fish. Oh! The idea yeah. of, like, the idea of, like, generosity mm-hmm. through, like, even self-sacrifice. Which Rarity's self-sacrifice is making her tail all short. <laughs> but it's okay, because short tails are in this season. Yes. And it'll grow back. And then Rainbow Dash says the fucking, you know, like, so with the mustache, though. <laughs> Which, hey, we gotta give it to her. Which is true. <laughs> it's true. Which, man, it's almost like, it's almost like she's brutally honest. Like she's, uh, <laughs> almost like she's the element of honesty. Yeah. We'll get yeah. to that. We'll, we'll unpack but that. But no, instead we get the element of loyalty next, which is... Which is, hey! Rainbow Dash. Oh, she's Rainbow Dash. Yeah, she goes across the... There's a bridge that's collapsed, and she has to fly across because she has wings. And Fluttershy refuses to do it. <laughs> I don't want that. She it's has to like Rainbow Dash so that... stepped up to do it. Like, and she's like, allow me, I got it, you know? Sure, yeah. When you're in a dangerous forest, you don't want to bring a second along just to make sure you're okay. And so Rainbow Dash goes across the bridge and is confronted by uh, an illusion made by Nightmare Moon. The Shadow Bolts. Which are which dope. are They're so way cool. cooler than the Wonder Bolts. I'm so sorry, fucking Rainbow, cool. I'm sorry, Rainbow Dash, you should join these guys. They're pretty cool. Yeah, their color palette rules. Yeah, they have like it's a like dark black, yeah. purple, and yellow. They have like dark blue manes and uh, like yellow yeah. glasses, like yellow tinted lenses and their fuck and their cutie mark is like a, a horse skull with it's wings the coolest it is thing. 
It is unironically so fucking cool. The Shadow Bolts Which rock. is funny because the Shadow Bolts don't really do anything past... They are just an illusion by... by well, yeah, they're an yeah, illusion. Like, they don't come back, but they left such an impact on on watchers of this show because they're just so really yeah i mean uh that makes sense i mean it back in uh up in season two uh how everyone's for the halloween episode everyone's got costumes uh rainbow dash is a shadow bolt in that which was that's cute yeah yeah and i think it's just because it's like people latched onto these designs they are cool as hell yeah it's like ah we'll have her dress up as one i think that's cute but i think other than that these are the only times these are even thought or mentioned they're just cool they come up to Rainbow Dash and they're like, we need the greatest flyer in the whole world to be our captain. And so we want you to be the captain. She's like, okay, cool. Let me go tie this bridge off first. And then I'm absolutely going to do that. They're like, no, you need to you need to join us instead of your friends. You need to sacrifice your friends. And she's like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> Why? No. And beats the illusion pretty easily because she's loyal to her friends you know what this makes me wonder though is like i'm sure there's a fan fiction about this somewhere this show is like a decade hey you'll write it uh what would have happened if she said yes what if rainbow's like yeah okay bye (laughs) like what they're they're not real like they're made by nightmare moon like (laughs) Would Nightmare Moon just straight up kill Rainbow Dash? Like, what would have happened if she said yes? Probably. Probably would have just killed her. You think her, so? Yeah. Like, I, I've kind of always... No, I think that... <laughs> I've wondered that, It you probably would have been some sort of, like, if you give in to the illusion, you can never see beyond the illusion kind of thing, where, like, she becomes blinded to reality. Um, Something like that. <laughs> see, that's why you're the writer and I'm not. <laughs> you make an actual that, cool, like, yeah, metaphor and allegory. I'm like, she died. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, hey, I mean, I also liked her just, like, dying. That sounds very funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I honestly, out of, like, every meeting that, like, every trial that the main six go through in the air free, I really like the meeting of the Shadow Bolts. I think it's a great introduction to Rainbow Dash being, like, yeah, she is at odds, like, with what she wants and what her friends want. But she, well, yeah. she sometimes is the element of loyalty. Well, but no, she. I think that I think that the Shadow Bolts are a better introduction to her character than her actual introduction was. I, you know, I agree with that. And I, I think it's and, and she's honestly she's like surprisingly kind and sweet about like she literally says like thank you for the offer you know like she she's yeah, like man yeah, no, screw she's... you guys I'm out of here like as I feel like a very ramdash way like she's kind of polite and you know. Like well, uh, yeah, this I can't like, hey, I can't do this right. I'm, I'm not sorry, leaving guys. these guys behind. They're really they're really nice, and especially in hindsight, like yeah, she may have just met Twilight, but she's known the rest of the main six like for a long time. So yeah, yeah. no, I I think this she's is great. Like, hey, sorry, there's an apocalypse going on. <laughs> I can't really maybe can't really maybe do this later. Right now. I'd love maybe to maybe later, guys. Yeah. yeah, come back to me later. But yeah, no, I I think this is my favorite encounter. Maybe other than um the manticore just for like fluttershy general sweetness and world building but no i i think it's great yeah and so uh you know very odyssey they pass all of the trials and get to the uh the elements of harmony and like this they find castle. the castle of the royal pony yeah. sisters it's all like just crepit the elements and of harmony are. mossy and overgrown it's cool the colors in the scene are, are are lots of like uh cooler tones of blues and purples it's mm-hmm. i love the backgrounds in this show and especially here when it's like there are no warm tones anywhere in in the background scene like even even like the grays of the stone are 
are a little cool to the touch, you know. They're the only warmth are coming from like the main six. It's a lot of sub like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I love it. It makes them pop. Yeah, it, it really does. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh and they find the five elements of harmony, which are big spheres of stone. Heavy spheres of stone. They like can't With grab them. They're too heavy. Big yeah, big heavy spheres of stone that kind of have like vaguely gem shapes on them. Um and they don't work. Twilight's like, please, I'm doing magic on them, and it won't work. Uh, Nightmare Moon shows up and whisks them away, the elements. And, and Twilight jumps yeah. in and is whisked away as well. Uh, and then she has a confrontation with Nightmare Moon, who's like, <laughs> you fool. I should have said, whisked away, like, another room over. Like, <laughs> like the, the main yeah, six uh, look yeah, out it, the window, like, oh, she's over there. Rarity <laughs> looks out the window and is like, oh, there she is. It's very, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, she has a confrontation with Nightmare Moon, who's like, you fool, you thought you could beat me with the elements of harmony. I'm God. Uh, and <laughs> I'm God, motherfucker. And Twilight tries to spark, do the spark. There's five elements of harmony, and the sixth is supposed to show up after they meet a spark. She thought it was a very literal magical spark, but it doesn't work. And then the elements get smashed by Nightmare Moon. She just... Breaks them into just, pieces. Just, like, use her, like, hooves <clears throat> and thunder and just crushes them. Yeah. And, <laughs> smashes and them with her quick, big hooves. I, I, I like that it shows the shot of, like, them shattered. And Twilight's, like, sitting like a little sad puppy dog. Like, the face that she makes yeah. seeing the elements shatter. What she thinks are the elements shattered. Like, just, like, yes. destroyed. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, and her friends come up and they're like, no, we're here. We can help you. And then in her eyes, you see a spark. She's like, oh, I get it now. And that is the actual spark. Because as we all know, magic is friendship. And friendship. is content. <laughs> and so they all come up and she's like, oh, there are the elements of harm. Oh, your honesty and kindness. And, and they, re- you know, it. they recap all the, the, the fun moments yes. we had in the Free Forest where they almost died, but yes. it was fun anyway. They spell it out for the nine-year-olds that this is an odyssey and they are the heroes of destiny. And uh, she's like, oh, it's a different kind of spark. It's how much I realized you guys are my friends. She finally got over and... her like friend phobia. It's like, oh, it's nice yeah. having people care about you and you care about them. Yeah. Mutually beneficial relationship. And uh, the element of magic appears and she grabs it. The okay, you said fake elements of harmony, but it is actually the shards of those orbs that become the elements oh, right, that surround. Right, right, yeah. So I mean, they were. The... Here's where I'm going to go yeah. on a tangent about predestination. <laughs> yeah, I made a note. Uh, actually, about no, that real, too. real fast, real fast, real <laughs> fast. Uh, they, they combine it into a rainbow beam and shoot it at Nightmare Night, and she's beat. It's the end. no, not just they, that. They, they just... Deus Ex Machina. They go, ooh, Deus yeah. Ex Machina, and then they win. Very, you know. Oh, she also goes into the Avatar state. I yes, forgot, she opens her eyes. She got the Twilight eyes. Glowing they're, eyes. They're glowing. And it's very fun, and it's very much like this, Twilight. like Twilight, Twilight. Um, the the Twilight. like rainbow is very much like it feels very Powerpuff Girls, minus the direct punching that mm-hmm. the Powerpuff Girls do, which Faust also worked on. You know, so it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's very fast. And also, hey, quick tangent. It's it's at this point that we realize, like, hey, My Little Pony is just Horse Kingdom Hearts. 
Yeah, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is light. My friends are my power. Uh, she very much, you know, she's Sora. Yeah. Her friends are her power. And so she's like, yeah, her friends are we her power. We could talk a while about Kingdom Hearts, but for the sake of you, the listener, That's we won't. That's a second podcast. <laughs> it could be. That's a whole it separate podcast. Be. But anyway, yeah, no, this is Horse Kingdom Hearts. Friends are my power. Yes. Yes. Friends are our power. Uh, and all of them get... Uh, when they wake up after beating Nightmare Moon, they have the elements of harmony as like almost like jewelry. Like necklaces. the shards have become yeah necklaces that you can buy at your local Target to put on your My Little don't, Pony. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we don't support capitalism here. Uh, you s- do you know how many goddamn pony figures I own? <laughs> I don't support that, Well, I don't support capitalism either, but goddamn, do I love me some fun plastic. So <laughs> after they beat Nightmare Moon, they like I said, they get their elements of harmony. The, th- uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Fluttershy points out that the uh, rarity's uh, element of harmony looks like her cutie mark, to which rarity remarks, so does yours, and each of them have one that represents their cutie mark and i was wondering when i was watching it but i made a note to go back and look the original elements of harmony are kind of generic and that they have like sort of basic gem yeah, shapes yeah they're, on they're them. not it's like one's like a shape specifically like any sort yes. of like nothing is like a, a symbolistic as like a fl- like um a balloon or a, a butterfly or an apple yeah. right yes they're just gems and so they do they do become the elements that they are representing but also like predestination right after they beat nightmare moon celestia kind of walks out of the shadows and is like congrats you did it and like i it's it's almost like it all has to happen the way that it does like Twilight has to have no friends and has to bring those five along for those specific beats to hit, you know, laughter, kindness, generosity, and for her to find the spark after they've been gathered. If she hadn't already, if she had already been friends with them, there would be no spark. There would be no. And so it's like kind of like a like a fucked up like. Was this always meant to happen? Was Celestia even, like, kidnapped? Or did she just leave to push forward the narrative that has to happen to beat Nightmare Moon? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like, there's a lot of My Little Pony that can be, like, specifically G4 that is, like, how much of this is predestined and written in the stars and how much is choice, which is always hard to talk about. And that sucks. Yeah. And hey, bringing it back to us, to and... us being Kingdom Hearts fans, like, yeah, man. it's true. Man. But like, I don't know, predestination. Like one of our friends said it too. Like predestination, the idea of like fate, the idea that like your future is set in stone, and especially agents that work to make sure that happens, like Princess Celestia. It's scary and bad and crappy. Yeah, it's, I'm not a fan. Like, but it's, there, there are it plot beats where it can work. Like I think. Uh, to later on when we get to that episode with Future Twilight, like Metal Gear Solid Twilight, <laughs> like that's yeah, that's yeah. a great episode. Uh, that solid, Twilight. yes. Um, like I, there are points where I think it can work, but there's also points where it's like as a concept, like 
Hell, when we get to talking specifically about cutie marks, how it's, there's a lot to unpack there about what mm -hmm. you are quote unquote supposed to be and do and what is set in the stars, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, I, I almost, I know that as a show for nine-year-olds, uh, they couldn't really ever dive into something oh, like that, not. but yeah. as an element of like horror, I really enjoy it because it's Is like that the seventh element of harmony. Horror, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Horror is the seventh element of harmony. That's why so many uh, content creators online. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like it as sort of like a narratively like Jesus, that scary concept. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, there, it's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of good and a lot of bad with destiny in storytelling yes yes agreed and especially in this show uh i there's a lot of better say later on but yeah uh anyway they beat nightmare moon yippee they got summon the elements of harmony and they're like we're gonna shoot a rainbow beam at you and then they just win uh celestia comes out of the shadows and everyone bows because that is their goddess that is the goddess who raises the sun yeah the president, uh, goddess, queen. And yeah. President, queen god, Celestia. Yeah. And Twilight's like, oh, my. And she literally runs up it. It's the cutest thing. I it's I love whenever Celestia is uh, drawn or rendered uh, either directly from below or the front because she's got this short little nose. And it's like. Yeah, she's a funny it looks fine, Which is fine because if you look at Nightmare Moon from the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Nightmare Moon from the front is a, a nightmare. She is her. a nightmare moon. She's a nightmare. She is. It doesn't look good, Apropos. but I I love we just get these multiple shots of Celestia like from front on. I'm like, "Oh, funny. That's a horse." Mm -hmm. And she's also the god and president that's a, of that's the world. That's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> she That's a horse and she's the god president of the world. Uh, yeah, so Twilight kind of, you know, like, hugs her mom, and then Luna comes up, and she's like, I missed my sister. Oh, and not, and just, not just Luna, but, like, she is no longer Nightmare Moon. Nightmare Moon didn't just die. Like, yeah. it's, she's transformed. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah, didn't die. Back into Luna. Uh, and it, it's interesting, because this design for Luna is only used this episode. Uh, Luna looks completely different from the rest of the series onward. But from here, she yes. looks like this, she's about the same size as the rest of the main six. Uh, she's a little lankier. She's got a big doofy head. We said <laughs> she she feels very much like a little mm, fall, yeah. Her head's really like, fat. much younger. Uh, she's got she's like darker purpley blue with a light short uh, blue mane, uh, which is fine because you mm -hmm. think she would have like that flowing mane like Celestia does, uh, which I guess maybe is part of the reason why they did redesign her for the rest of the show onward to have that ethereal mane. But but for now, she kind of yeah. looks like a pretty regular, uh, pretty regular pony compared to the rest. So it's just a horse. Yeah. Uh, and then they have a party. And that's the end of the <laughs> and they have a party. <laughs> they have a party, and Derpy Hooves is there. And Derpy Hooves is there. I love Derpy Hooves. Should we, um, should we talk about Derpy? Eh, let's talk about Derpy okay. later on. Let's not do it this episode. Okay. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. A little long. Yeah, let's, let's wrap up this, I mean, not just they have a party, they go back to, to Ponyville. Uh, everyone's really happy to see Luna, too, like... Yeah, everyone's just yeah, happy to see the stoked. both of them, you know. Like, there's these cute little cherub pegasi that like give her a little like crown of. Oh yeah. Like, no one's really that upset about Nightmare Moon. They're like, oh, you're better now. No. Here's some flowers. Like, <laughs> yeah, things are fixed, so things are good. So like, there's not a really a huge deal. Yeah, which is is funny. Uh, I'll again because this episode's already running pretty long. Um, I'll talk later about the fandom's treatment of 
the princesses another time because I have a lot yeah. to unpack about that and a lot that I straight up disagree with. Um, but yeah, no, like everyone's like, oh, you're back. Everything's okay. And, and Celestia is, uh, tells our, our magic mailbox to take a note. And that note is... Yeah, she says that Twilight Sparkle has to stay in Ponyville and make friends and send her like reports on the magic of friendship, which is sort of the the ending of each episode. Which Twilight, which is, dear Princess yes, Celestia, which she happily does, because now instead of being like, <laughs> could you imagine if the end of the episode she's like, oh, finally, see, <laughs> she's like stoked to go back to her library yeah. life. She's like, later, losers. <laughs> like, she, but yeah, they finally make it back. They beat Nightmare Moon, and she's like, oh, it's gonna be so nice to get home and take a bath and not and to never worry hear about the word anymore. friend for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if I never see any of your faces again, I'm going to be a happy woman. Yeah, but no, she's. So happy in fact she's actually she thinks that she's gonna have to go home and it makes her really sad she's like oh i don't i like these guys i don't want to leave these guys she's like i just made a bunch of new friends and now i gotta go home but yeah it's a sweet little end of the episode it's a it's a good show hey they did a good job with this show hey they they did a good job but yeah no like i this is such a solid introduction to the series i it I don't is. know what I would change, honestly. Maybe it's just because I've watched it so many times that I've just grown so endeared to it. But I I couldn't think of a better start to, to this show. It's so heartwarming. It builds on a lot of lore. It's just it's good. Yeah. Anything that, like, really drags or is, like, a little... I don't know. Anything that, like, I would even minorly think of changing, I have to remember, oh, yeah, this is for nine Yeah, years. like this... Like, it's... And so it's fine. Like, everything is, like, for a show for kids, like, it is a very good uh, introduction. It's a good story, you know? Like, fairy tales and mythology are something that everybody can parse. And so, like, the idea of this, like, you know, fairy tale slash odyssey journey of, like, oh, we have to fight all these trials, like, feels very palatable for kids while also having the depth for older and I think it should be emphasized, like, it's, at, at this time in American animation, um, it, it really was divided, like, okay, here's your show for older kids, and here's your show for younger kids, and I, yes. I the, the yes. creators of the series could never have anticipated this show being enjoyed by as wide an audience as it was, uh, which it does start to reflect later on the series, that they do, you know, they, they make it a bit more fleshed out, uh, but even from the very beginning, sure, they just yeah. made a solid show that, like, you know, a parent could turn on and watch with their kid and have a good time. Like, it's just, just nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just a nice it's show. Not a, I mean, like, it's just a good show. The introduction isn't, like, amazing. It's like, oh my god, you have to see this. It's, but it's like, hey, that was that was nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, it establishes a lot of world building. It does a lot of interesting things as far as, like, storytelling goes. It's just, uh, it's just a good, just a good show. And it's also really, really humbling looking back at, like, how small this feels almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, no agreed. one could have anticipated how big this could have became, you know, become. Right, yeah. So I guess, is that that? I think that wraps up the episode. Moving forward with the podcast, we're not going to do one at a time. We're going to do two to three episodes, right? episodes of the cartoon per podcast episode. This first one is long. Because it is the introduction to an entire nine-year-long show. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we are going to have some more longer episodes, probably with season finales. Like, special two-parters, you know. 
Uh, or, I, right, or even, like, yes. I feel like episodes that even on their own have a lot of significance. Um, like, one-offs. Right. Like, <laughs> I bet yes. you will probably have a lot to say about Trixie. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have so... I already have so much I know. to say about Trixie, and I don't even... We haven't even got there yet. Oh, I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah. I no, can't yeah. yet. No, I can't. But... I've got to say that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Um, going forward, it's... it's We're not going to do an episode of the podcast per episode of the show. Like, yes. so, man... And hopefully they won't also all be, like, an hour and a half long. Yeah. Well, and also, like, some some of these season one episodes really don't have a whole lot going on, so. Yeah. 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 Also, I sure didn't didn't find a lot of time to talk about the art direction of a fantasy book, though, huh? Hey, yeah, that's good, (laughs) because I don't know how much we're going to have to talk about Ticketmaster. Yeah. Yep. For instance. Yeah. It's going to... The the first season is it's gonna rough, drag a little it's bit. A little... <laughs> it's gonna it's... drag a little yeah. bit. We'll get there, but uh, yeah. Hey, um, thank you so much for listening, everypony. Um, it, it means the world that you listen to our the the first really long episode of our crazy little podcast together. Uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, our intro and outro song is the ten-year anniversary edition of "No Matter What" by Violet Pony, with additional vocals by Silver Stripe and Nami. Check it out. And if you'd like to, uh, yeah, it's it's a very very good song. Uh, and if you'd like to follow us, we have a Twitter account at f at f i m is content. Uh, it's Twitter at. Fim is content, like friendship is magic is content. Uh, and then in that bio are our individual Twitters, which is at Umul's Art for Emily and at Raz Pony for me. Uh, thank you everybody so much. It's really, really cool to be able to do this. Uh, it's fun, and I hope we all have fun together for the next one million episodes. Century. <laughs> century. For the next century. At the very least, we we had fun, so I I hope you had fun too, and ho- hopefully this is the start of a of, of a fun journey. So true, yeehaw, yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs>